Hey, welcome to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 101. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hey, yo, 101 Dalmatians. Yep, that's, that's what we are. That's so it's good to see you guys. We're excited to be back for another week of a show that we just can't believe is still here. <clears throat> so we're excited. We're thankful. You know the deal. What's Real Talk? It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Everything. We have some Everything, yeah. We try to have some fun, uh, but we also try to try to make these podcasts... Web series, videos, whatever they are. Um, There's something. Yeah, we try to make them, honestly, uh, not only entertaining to a degree, but real and, um, what is the word I'm looking Raw. for? Raw. Yeah. Something, when something's useful. Useful. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, here's how it works. We'll talk about our own lives and share some of our stuff, but the main purpose of this show and this podcast is also to ask anonymous questions that have been asked by you. How do you do that, you say? Well, you can use a link. It's www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. Whether you're listening on podcasts or whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, wherever, you that link will work for you. If you type the link into your phone browser, your computer, whatever, it'll take you to a page. Go down to the bottom to submit a question, hit submit, type your question in, click it, and it'll go into our database immediately, completely anonymously, yep. couldn't find you, have tried. We have answered somewhere around i believe 1200 to 1400 questions i have the exact i could look it up really later. yeah man so um they can be topics they can be questions and what kind of questions well typically it started with being able to have a platform where people can ask those questions that maybe feel uncomfortable right. asking in church but you know we don't promise to be experts on everything but we do promise to take it seriously and hopefully drive you to seek those answers and let you know it's safe to talk about that stuff Mm. There's no question too big or too small for God. Amen. And that's it. Goodbye. Okay. Yep. So, <laughs> I've been, man. It's been, uh, I've been okay, I suppose. I've been dealing with a lingering sick feeling. So, I apologize ahead of time for anybody watching or listening if I kind of sound weird sometimes or if I cough because I cannot take like a deep breath to save my life right now. It just hurts. <coughs> Yeah, I, I have to cough too. <laughs> it's good timing. Um, <clears throat> so I was telling you earlier before we came on, mentally I've been doing pretty okay besides the fact that I feel a little foggy. And I think it's just because I can't breathe as well. <laughs> mm. So I feel like I'm not – it almost feels like it's like a literal lack of oxygen to my brain. So I'm like, ugh, I feel It's a real so thing, foggy. Yeah, so like I just don't feel – I don't feel normal. But it's not. it's not like bad. It's just like I can't either focus or I can't like think of things like I already struggle <laughs> enough as is to speak things clearly sometimes so if I don't make sense today I apologize <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous we know you know so people don't ask or, or listen we he we already know he does not have COVID right now we yeah. know that for a fact yeah um so that's yeah. that's not some leftovers from a previous sickness probably. I could be I could be suffering from that apparent five percent left of the flu so, you know, they said that flu numbers are down 95%. Weird. Well, I can tell you that, yeah, last week, I think it was last week, there were, this is a crazy miracle, uh, only 23 cases of the flu. 23? Yeah. Whereas the previous year before, in the same week, there were over uh, 14,000. So somehow the flu, we've cured it. It's nearly. just, it gets almost nearly extinct. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> So, so anyway, anyway, I'm sorry you feel that way, man. That's a terrible yeah. feeling, honestly. Yeah, man, it's it's a battle, but you know, 
I'm still thankful. You know, I try to remind myself, you know, especially in times where I'm not feeling too well, like it's a blessing to be able to, you know, I try, I try, I guess I try to bring it back to like the roots of existence in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yes. Yes. So like just your basic stuff, like I can see, you know, I can smell I can I can taste things. I can, you know, I can hear the roots of existence. (laughs) Yes. It's the name of a book. Nice. Sometimes I say cool things. So, um, so and it just it makes me thankful. You yeah, know? and I, I try to I try to bring that back, and I wish I would do that more often. Even just not even in times when I'm just sick, but if I'm feeling down, because sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know, sometimes I sit in that stuff. But honestly, man, it's been pretty good. You know, I've been learning a lot. You know, and one thing, I guess, one thing that I've been focusing on is um, that I I really have a lot of wounds that I don't think about. Mm. in my life excuse me and those wounds they affect me it's weird man it's like a because you're in your own life you just don't you just don't notice it i don't notice it so you know i was thinking about you know i mean i'm saying you know a lot sorry guys i just noticed it so i've been thinking about my past relationships yeah you know because i've been (laughs) i just did it again Sorry, guys. I can't help it, apparently. Like I said, my brain, man, not there fully. So I'm going to try again. So I've been <clears throat> I've been just kind of thinking about my past relationships. Man, I'm struggling today. And it brought a lot of wounds. Like, I realized that looking back on them, they brought a lot of wounds. And because of how I used to be, especially before I was a believer, you know, I was definitely like an idolizer of women for sure. Um my two-year anniversary is coming up with my current girlfriend, Hannah. and Congrats. Thank you. Um, and it's just surreal to think about. And with that coming up, I guess it just kind of makes me reflect a little bit. And so I was thinking about, you know, how I am as a boyfriend or, you know, how I am, you know, you know am I leading, all these things. And it just kind of made me think about, like, man, you know, I, I still live out of a lot of the wounds from my past relationships, even in my current one, even though I'm two years in, you know? Absolutely. And so I'm just trying to, I, I guess now that I've, I've seen that, and I'm not saying I haven't seen it before because I probably sure. have, mm-hmm. but since, I, <clears throat> since I'm currently in a, in a place where I do see it, I want to focus on trying to not live out of those insecurities or those wounds. And it's funny because a lot of the time, for, especially for me, I'd never even noticed I was living out of them. But I just know that, like, for example, you know, I haven't been as, um, I guess, open, for lack of a better term. Like, I haven't been as open about, you know, like, how I feel sometimes with her. Just because, you know, I was probably overboard uh, in my previous <laughs> ones. <laughs> and since I was overboard and that didn't get reciprocated, that hurt me a lot. So I think that I've kind of... I kind of overcorrected in a sense and tried to almost be a little more cold rather mm-hmm. than, you know, try to find that balance. And then I think I justify it sometimes by saying it's like, hey, well, it's for the it's for the better. And I'm sure there's probably some truth in that, but it still doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of what I've noticed. Um, and that's and it's not that I'm like sad about it. It's more like I just want to be in a place of where, you know, I'm willing and I don't. I guess feel those like oh I guess I guess I shouldn't say feel because I'm probably gonna feel that resistance, but be able to overcome that resistance and and 
you know, let her in more, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's – and that's probably not even just her. That can probably be just people in general because I can go through seasons of feeling like I don't share ever. <laughs> and I want to be more um, transparent with people. You know, that's that's something I feel like I've always struggled with, you know, in my entire Christian walk is I go through these seasons of really good transparency and then terrible transparency where I don't really talk about anything. And that's really hard. That's hard on me and it's hard on others who love me because yeah. – it's just a roller coaster going up and down of, okay, well, I know how AJ's doing, and now I don't. and <laughs> So I guess it's just more consistency with being transparent. So that, that's something I've been thinking about, you know, and I guess my, you know, two-year anniversary just kind of brought that up, and I've just been trying to think about that. So really, it just kind of hit me yesterday. So um, overall, man, I'm pretty good, you know, battling, battling, not feeling too well, and you know, just reflecting on life. And honestly, man, it's cool because I can still say, you know, reflecting on, you know, being in this relationship that I've been in, you know, I can also look back and that makes me reflect even farther back to, you know, just remembering who I used to be. And, you know, I'm still just a completely different person. And I guess it blows my mind when I think about it. You know, I'm still in a place where I can look back and and I can still like, it can make me smile because I'm like, man, like God's done so many cool things with me and he just changed me. And it's so cool. And people can see that. And so when people tell me, I'm like, man, that, especially people from like, you know, past life, you know, shout out to Dalton, you know, Dalton, you know, grew up with him, went to school with him and he's come here a couple of times here and there. And it's cool. Cause you know, he's told me he notices the changes that I, you know, in me since mm-hmm. I found God and that's just so cool, man. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just thankful, you know, I'm thankful for where I'm at, thankful for what I get to do. You know, I don't show it a lot, but and that's something else I want to get better at is just showing how thankful I am in my actions and not just saying it. Mm. You know, I, th- I think I, I tend to th- show thankful, thankfulness more and just saying it rather than showing people how thankful I am. <laughs> so i got to get better at that too. But, you know, overall, man, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, God is good. <clears throat> so when you talk about well, – I appreciate sharing all that. When you yeah. talk about, you know, your little <clears> – <throat> used to be you over-idolized women. Yeah. And so now you're, you you kind of went back the other way because that ended up causing a lot of hurt. Yes. So where do you land on that? I mean, how where, or are you still figuring Question. that out? I, I like feel how like do you know where the difference is? I, I'm definitely still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> it's tough, man. I think because I thought about that too. Like, you know, how do I not overcorrect? But how do I also like be transparent? You know, mm-hmm. it's, and, and it's because I live so much in my life and relationships the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That's all I've ever known. So when I try to think of like, man, how can I, how can I, you know, give her that intimacy without, you know, going overboard, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough. It's, it's a weird balance. You know, that's one of the hardest things, you know, we, we, I was talking to her yesterday. It's like, you know, being Christians and dating, it's not easy. It's not, especially compared to the world standard, you know, it's very hard. So yeah, I think it's important too, in case there's people out there, because would you say when you first realized that using your words, you over idolized women, mm-hmm. was that kind of eye opening? Like you never even didn't even know that. Oh, absolutely. Concept? Yeah. So I think a lot of guys do this. Yeah, I would have never thought about that. So what does that mean when AJ says that? And, and I know this because we've talked about this before and certainly my story has parts of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it and essentially guys if you're watching this is what it looks like 
if your entire relationship, I mean, I'm sorry, your entire uh, confidence, personality, um, joy, uh, work ethic, um, drive to succeed is tied to the woman, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's your girlfriend, your wife even. Yeah. Uh, that's an unhealthy place to be. Absolutely. Because essentially what you're doing is who is dictating your worth all the time. Yeah. And it's not even saying she's trying to. A lot of times women aren't trying to even be in that place. We just put them there. Yep. And pressure. it's hard not to. You know, Adam did it uh, all the way back in the garden. You know, you get the feeling I, that must have been to a degree what happened is that, you know, you make the created – worshiped as the creator kind of and so i think men do it a lot nowadays especially because men are sort of viewed as boys guys it's a fact we've talked about this we we don't step up a lot mm-hmm. overall um i can't tell you i have many close friends and they, they may listen to this get upset you know you gotta ask yourself would you is your wife more like a partner and a help meet and you know you offer her strength and stability and or is she the one that takes care of everything mm-hmm. and Anyway, that's what he's talking about. And I did the same thing, man. I did the same thing. And I, I think I've told you guys this. Uh, do as I say, not as I do in this case, because I certainly overcorrected. Mm-hmm. And um, my first, it was my second, I guess, real girl, like post-high school girlfriend, yeah, decimated me. And um, did a lot of things on the way out. She had some problems too. But the yeah. point is, is that I, I, I believe this lie, right? This vow I kind of took without even knowing it. I'm curious if sounds like you may have too, to a degree. It's like I'm never going to let that happen again. Yeah, you know, I'm never going to be that guy. I'm never going to put myself in a position to be that hurt. <clears throat> and unfortunately, when you are in a relationship and you lock part of yourself away, even if it's to protect you, yeah, you're, yeah. you are robbing the other person of a lot of stuff, including your and yourself. So I get mm-hmm. it, man. It's tough, you know. Yeah, just dude. curious if you thought about where to land with that. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. And and I agree, man. I think that's exactly what happened. I think I, you know, I took it as like a personal responsibility of, me, of mine to not, like that can't happen. Exactly how you said it. cannot happen again. It's not fair for me or them. So I'm not going to allow it. Um, and, that'll, and that by itself, <clears throat> the, the being aware of it and fighting it is not wrong. It's just yeah. when we, like you said, we go too far. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we think the only way we can is to not be attached at all or not right. be. Just, uh, you just shut it off entirely. Yep. You, I was trying to think of, uh, you know, like when you like, there's like a hose and like water's coming out of it and then you bend it. What do you call that? <laughs> oh, say it again. <laughs> when there's a hose and you turn the water on, but then you bend, kink it. Kink it. There it is. Right? That's the word, isn't it? I think so. I think it's kink. Yeah. Kink it. Yeah. <clears throat> so you just kink it and let it go yep but yes so that's so i guess i'm not really sure where to land on that i don't you know it's it's a weird thing man you know and it's funny i was i was like i said i was talking to her yesterday about it and i was like man it's weird because i don't really you know since i was so used to all those relationships beforehand, even though like I've been in a relationship for two years, like with her for two years, like I can still see so much of like, I don't know how to, <laughs> like, I don't really know how to go about this still. It's interesting, man. I don't do this really well, but one thing I can encourage you with, I guess, is when I do it right, what I try to do is I, I, 
I think where it becomes idolatry is when I allow, even if she's not trying, she being the woman, right? Yeah. That you're with or <clears throat> pursuing or whatever. I let it <clears throat> drive me to do things that the Bible says not to do or to not do that things that the Bible says mm. not to do. So if I'm willing to <clears throat> not be faithful to my duties, if I'm willing to um, bend truth, if I'm willing to do these things because I want to please her yeah, uh, or not fall through with responsibilities, because the reality is in any relationship, there are going to be times that you may have to go do something, let's say, for your church or for work, and your spouse may not like that or your significant other in the moment emotionally. The good, I think good godly women will come around to that, yeah. you know, and vice versa. It goes both ways, but um, you, are you willing to stand firm in that? Yeah, that's because good. Because that's leadership too. So for me, where I, when I'm right is like, okay, when I put her happiness and her being pleased with me above God. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. Anything that doesn't do that, I think is okay. Hmm. Um, you know, and I do think we talked about this too recently, you and I. I think, yeah, we last week. Oh, yep. About <clears throat> we see so many married friends, okay? We have a lot of young married friends. We do. Actually, older, it doesn't matter. And I cannot tell you how many of them, marriages... <sighs> It's not that they're struggling. Or there's no. problems. It's it's sad. There's like a sadness there, and the, and we talked about this. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that men believe that to be married means you have to kill part of yourself. But here's the irony: when the woman married you, she didn't marry you. She didn't want you to kill that part of yourself. She wanted that to be integrated into her own life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So say you're a guy who's really active, and <clears throat> you know maybe you are you're you're into fitness and so you work out and you you're very just active in general you're part of things you're in community you're yeah you're just that kind of guy you know all of a sudden you get married and you're like well a good good godly husband he just stays home he goes to work stays home eats sleeps mm -hmm. goes to bed you know takes care of the and that's it and well that isn't what she married yep. she didn't marry that she married whoever that person was that you were that's so that makes good. sense yep. and i think so i think it's cool, man, that you're noticing that because I think in that case, even they are putting a putting, they're making her an idol, or more so, the idea of what a husband is supposed to be—a Christian husband. Interesting, right? Above her, I'm using yeah. air quotes right now. Right, um, and I'm fascinated by that. So, yeah, yeah, because it's been a, it's been a, almost like a, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a, not constant, but or automatic, but. I mean, uh, as far as married people, this happening? Yes. Oh, it's it's all over. A lot of our friends. And, yeah. you know, I don't have, we don't get an opportunity to talk to him a lot. And then, so the guy's sad because even he's giving up things because he thinks that's what life is supposed to be when you're married. You're supposed yeah. to essentially die, right? Die to die. That's really, you know, you just accept it. Well, mm -hmm. then there's no joy. Well, then there's no passion. Well, then the woman's not happy because what tends to happen is either the guy becomes really cold and like, Business-like, i got to take care of my business. That's most important. Well, there's yep. no passion. Or he becomes childish and she becomes a mother to him. Yeah. Which is still not okay. No. Um, so yeah. it's tough, man. The whole thing is tough. The The whole process of – I sometimes wonder if we overcomplicate it. I think we – yeah. I think we over overcomplicate so much in life and that this is definitely one of those things. I don't know, man. I know – I know like, like you said, like when you and I had a pretty good talk and like – it's got to be possible. Like we've said this, and that's, that's what we landed on. It's like, it's got to be possible to get married and still have that side of you alive. Like, like it's, it's, it has to be. 
It kind of reminds me now that you're when you just said that being possible and sort of this idea of, and I know we've kind of went off the original topic, but it's, it's still, I think it's still apt. Yeah. So, and, and men whose hearts seem to have died and marriages seem kind of not necessarily bad, but not alive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I think of John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart, where he talks about the idea that the woman cannot be the point of the adventure. She mm-hmm. cannot be <clears throat> the point of the adventure. And if a man lets her become the point of the adventure, then what happens when they get married? Mm-hmm. Well, the adventure's over. Right. right? Instead, you you got to call the your your woman, you know, your mate into come alongside you in the adventure. <clears throat> and I wonder, this is just a theory, if if a lot of the times that it happens where a guy ends up being like, uh, this is it, is because whether he knew it or not, he was unintentionally making her the point of the story. Yep. And she can't be the point of the story. She is a she is a protagonist. She's one of the main characters of the story, but the story is the adventure and the following God and doing all those things, you know, building mm. something together. That's good, man. And so a lot of times when you think about it, if you've already if the book's over in your mind, meaning the adventure was just getting married. Yep. <clears throat> and that's why, you know, then it's the next thing, right? Okay, well, now we'll have a kid. Okay, we had a kid. Now what? Now we just what? Okay, mm-hmm. we get a house. Okay, well, now what? Now we just wait to what? Retire and do what? Dude, that's so good, <clears throat> man. I love that because that you're right. That just becomes so bleak. That's a good word for it, actually. It's a really good word for uh-huh. it. Bleak. Yep. Not even necessarily. That's a really good word for it. So... It's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard because you don't want that, but you also don't want to be cold and mean because they deserve that. Mm. Um, yeah, it leads me to thought about Christianity in general I had with Tim last night. But mm-hmm. but I will say to jump on board with you, man, you already know I, I've done that too. And <clears throat> I look back at my life, man, and it's it's sometimes it's hard to say these things on camera mm-hmm. because I know it kind of surprises people maybe, but... I I hurt a lot of women because I went too far. I, I went even farther than you. Where like, you know, I'm open and I'm and I try to be fun and loving, but yeah. you hit, you're going to hit a wall in me, mm-hmm. and that wall is the place where I said no. Nobody goes back here because when they go back here, they and that's so selfish. Mm. <clears throat> and I did that, you know, to girls. <clears throat> and as I, I get older and I look back in my life. I have a lot of shame about that <clears throat> and a lot of, you know, and I, and I, and I, I guess I say it on camera sometimes not to be cool, but to be like truly transparent and repentant yeah. of, I don't like that. I do that. And the tough thing is that in the moment you're <clears throat> for me, and I guess this is good for you to think about if you don't get a hold of it is like, I know that I was never intending to do that. Right. But if I wasn't aware and I think you're a step ahead of the game because you're seeing it, you're seeing that like, man, I might be gone too far. I didn't, I didn't, I kept justifying going that far. Yeah. No, you will not be my God. My, you know, the person's like, I'm not trying to be your God. I just want to be a part of it. And I'm like, no, because if you're a part of it, then I'll make you my God. <laughs> you know, and then you end that's up not yep. loving people. And that's good, and that, man. that stinks, dude, because the truth is, I can tell you this honestly, is I should not have dated for a long time. Mm-hmm. A long time <clears throat> um, after that. I had a guy... This could get crazy real, I guess. And I, we're kind of going off the rails, but I think you've opened up a... <laughs> yeah. Is this at least going together, fun turn? Okay. So after my part of my story with you, man, of what you shared, I, yeah. and I really am proud of you because you, you're you seeing it mm-hmm. when I did it, you know? Because I, I was so stuck in the, in the bubble of like almost justifying it. Yeah. That justifying 
not letting girls in or honestly, let's be real, being cold to them to a degree, like yeah. getting so close. And that's where the hurt came. Like I'm open, I'm open, I'm fun, I'm fun. They're like, oh, we're getting close. They, th- they think we're getting somewhere. And then I'm like, nope, hit the wall. Hit the wall. You're yeah. not coming. And then the more they push back, try yeah. to get pat, like which they should, the more I would shove them or put up spikes, excuse me, on, proverbially on the wall. Right. Um, I don't remember what I was saying before that, but it, but it's 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 hard, man. Because when I when I look back at that, I had a guy after my a mentor. I've only had really one in my life, like a true older guy when I was in college, mm-hmm. a little older, and he went through Wild at Heart with me, and he challenged me. I think I've told you it's not to date for six months. Yep. Um, I think it was six months, might have been a year, and it was a battle, dude, because I kept wanting to run back to that woman to make me feel better. That's the other thing. When you find yourself running to her instead of God first, mm-hmm. that's when you know there's a problem too. Oh, yeah. Um, when you pray to her before you pray to God, right? Mm. You, and uh, that, that's, that's hard not to do. But I, I always had this picture in my head. I still remember this day when I started dating again, right? And I did it pretty early. Like it would have probably been a ride of six months or something stupid like that. I had this, vi- not vision, but picture in my head that I walked away. And I've done this so many times in my life. So, like, take this as your big brother telling you, like, have these moments and really figure it out. Because I walked away because <clears throat> the wound that I had <clears throat> had stopped bleeding. Okay? And I thought that meant it was healed. Yeah. It wasn't healed. Hmm. And I walked away. And anytime, and so what would happen is a relationship or something would scratch it. And it would bleed again. Yeah. And then I would get it everywhere and hurt people and... And had I stayed in that moment and walked it out with God and really let it be fully healed before I had started dating, I think I would have saved other people a lot of hurt, myself a lot of hurt, a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm. So, <clears throat> you know, those out there listening, we sometimes get in a hurry. Yeah. That's what I think. So I, I just think, I guess, all that rambling to say, thanks for sharing that because it made me think about me, but also be encouraged that that you're seeing it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you know? that. Yeah, I, it's funny, man. I like the I like that you said don't rush either, because I think that seems to be a weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing, especially like like, like America, like Midwest, like get married at like twenty two or something and, and crazy. Honestly, well, honestly, for some people, that's okay. Like, sure. I don't think there's always a cookie cutter thing. I, I you know, and I I've changed what I said. I've told I tell you guys this. Yeah. If you don't see yourself marrying that person, get out of the relationship. Absolutely. As a Christian, what's your point? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's another thing I did. There were many times in his relationship, I was like, I, I know I do not want to marry this person. Like, if I was really honest with myself, mm-hmm. and I just stayed in it because I, I didn't want to hurt them or didn't want to make them mad. Which here's the weird part: then there's, I'm still making them an idol. Mm. It's just a different kind. Yep, it's weird, man. So it's okay, you know. Some people get married at 18, dude, and they that's right, and they know it, and yep. that's okay, absolutely. <clears throat> but I think it's also okay to be honest with yourself that people come from different backgrounds, and listen, you're never going to be perfectly healed to be in a relationship, right? But I think if we prayed a lot more about that stuff, mm, you know, good, let man. prayer direct our relationships, let God direct our relationships. And it's hard to do that. It is hard to do it's that. It's easy I agree. To, to make yourself feel safe by rushing things mm-hmm. or by you know, whatever. So it's a great point, man. Great topic. I hope people are listening to what you shared. And yeah. There's a lot of good in there. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'll tell you one thing I'll say, too, to people is your value does not come from whether you're single or married or in a relationship. It just doesn't. Dude, absolutely. You know, marriage is a beautiful thing. I get a lot of people think that I don't value marriage sometimes because I'm, I don't know, probably because I'm not married yet and probably also because 
I say that, but yeah. it's because a lot of believers, especially who don't just date to date, they feel really sad and like, like they don't have worth because they're not married. Right. When the Bible says that singleness is a gift mm-hmm. and you can do a lot of amazing things single that you can't do when you're married uh, for that time. You know what I mean? Right. And marriage is beautiful and it's a gift and all those beautiful things, but don't think that you're less than just because you're not in a relationship right now. Absolutely. I always say I it this that. way. If you had to wait even four years to find the person that you're going to be with for the next 30, would it be worth it? Absolutely. 68. Yeah. But mm, anyway. It's good, man. So appreciate you speaking into that, man, because I know it means a lot. And yeah, it's cool. I think I've got a, I'm in a good place. It's just like you said, like, what do I do with that? You know, so. You know, I have to have that all figured out now. I think yeah. you're asking the right questions. So. Thanks, And man. the fact that you and her talk about it is pretty cool, right? Like yes. Said. Yeah, I do my best to try to put it out there yeah. and not just keep it. Well, and then you have a girl that's willing to talk about those things, which too, is cool. And I'm not very, just yeah. In terror. Yeah, I'm very blessed with that, 100%. <laughs> she, she flees in terror sometimes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she comes back around, right? Yeah. And I think that's the, yeah. that's the quality. <laughs> okay. I was actually talking, I can't remember who was it. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was our lovely secretary who mm-hmm. said that she had, she's so anxious about, re- weird stuff like conspiracies that she said she never listened to our conspiracy theory episode. Really? Wow. She never listened to it. She said that last week. <laughs> you know what's funny about that episode? We didn't even go as deep as like we go no, ourselves. Not really. We didn't even scratch the surface. Yeah. I was honestly very surprised. Yeah, the scary stuff we didn't even talk about. Not really. Uh, but anyways, with all that to say. Trying to segue into one. Well played. Yeah. How, how's your week been, man? <laughs> or how are you doing in general? I'm trying to th- sorry. Oh, I'm to pause, guys. I was trying to think instead yeah. of just ramble. I would say this. I know real talk, sometimes people are like, those guys are mopey. Well, first of all, we're trying to like bring up stuff for you guys to know that the, these aren't the only conversations we have. No. Like, sad. Um, yeah. But I want to be honest, too. I think, I think for me, I'm having to look in the mirror and really see areas that I haven't, that I need to grow. Hmm. And, um, when the pressure's on the cracks that appear that I don't like to look at Mm. sometimes, what do I really believe? I think I've told you this for three weeks now that I've just been in this place of, do you believe what you say you believe? Do you believe what God says? Do you trust him? And, um, the answer is yes, but I found that my heart's first response is sometimes as many times. no. No. Yeah. And I have to get a hold of that. And I think that's what verses that say, like, take, you know, take um, captive your thoughts, mm. those kinds of things. Because if not, man, it's it's hard to uh, to function. Yeah. And that sort of led to another discussion. I talked with Tim yesterday, our brother Tim here, and one of the leaders at the church. And, yeah. Um, it's hard, man, because... So here's this... Well, that's the end of that. New topic. Okay. That... Has to do with some of my pondering. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into this because I do, I want to protect the scenario. But I find Christian culture and what we accept and don't accept absolutely fascinating, mm-hmm. and not even in a good way necessarily. Okay, so <clears throat> if a you know let, let's take I have a specific situation. So there is a guy I know, right? I I. For sake of transparency, was not real close to this guy. He was an educator at a at an institution that I was at. Okay, okay. very well respected. Cool. Um, in the in the church, 
in theology, incredibly well-educated. Okay. Talking multiple masters, doctorate. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think he's in the military, stuff like that in the past too. Okay. Older, you know, 60s, whatever. So he was at this institute when I was, I, I, in all, for all transparency, I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the guy. I didn't have any class with him, thankfully, just because I thought he was really aggressive and kind of a bully. Okay. Which coming from me, people were like, oh. um, <laughs> but that, I only say that because I do want to be transparent. So I just saw this yesterday. Okay. The last I heard a few years ago. This is probably three years ago. This guy, the cra- I, I actually told you about this. I know you're going to remember uh, this. I, I was going to say, I think I'm already, th- I think I already know your world. So this guy, well-respected in the community, ends up getting charged with this crazy story that yep. I'm not going to go into. Uh-huh. I know you're talking about. about. That had to do with extortion. Yes. And uh, bribery mm-hmm. and like a threat. And I haven't told you this fun turn. I'll tell you off camera the whole thing. Uh, um <laughs> I mean, this was big news. Yes. This was national news at one point. Wild. Uh, th- extortion, threats. I don't know if it was attempted. I don't think it was attempted murder. But, I mean, it was along those lines. Right. So he gets charged. You know, categorically denies a lot of it. I don't, you know, I'm not, there's no judgment here. So once we get past the story, right. that's the point. So then what ends up happening is this guy's found guilty, loses his position at the institution. Right. Ed, you know, Um. He's on like house arrest with uh, for a long time because he's at least found guilty of some of the things. So he's on Jeez, house arrest for. And honestly, man, if you would have known, this guy did a lot of good things for the community and stuff. It's, it's it was a shocking thing that happened. Yeah. So this guy's wearing, you know, had to do the ankle monitor thing, or whatever. I, I didn't hear anything else after that. Okay? Right. Avoided like jail time, but I know he was like house arrest or something for okay. a year. Now again, this story is not to judge this person. Sure. Stick with me. So I just found the other day, I happened to go on Facebook and I was like, all yesterday, no reason. I was like, I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Yeah. So I go and the last thing I saw was that he had, end of last year, so end of 2020, Mm -hmm. he shared that, hey, you know, after serving as a guest preacher at this church that didn't have a pastor, I am now the head pastor at this church. Wow. Right? You know, I invite everybody to come here, whatever. Cool story, right? Restoration. Absolutely. Now I want to give you a scenario. Okay. So let's take another guy. Let's say he's a pastor. Okay. Okay. And he commits adultery. Okay. Do you think he's a pastor of a church again? Probably not. All right. So now on paper, okay, and I'm not saying he should be, and I'm and I'm certainly not, you know my heart. I'm all about restoration. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and I think the story of this guy becoming a pastor again is beautiful. And I don't think someone's done because they mess up. That's not my point. Oh yeah. Stick with me. But on paper, I made this I made this other guy up, right? Although I do know people that sure. have done stuff like that. On pa- on paper one, we got a guy who is convicted felon with extortion, bribery, <laughs> threatened physical violence. Okay? Yeah. And the other one, we got a guy committed adultery. Mm-hmm. Which one's worse? <laughs> but by the way, he was never charged with any crime because that's not a crime, in our, and we know it's a crime to God. It's serious. I'm right. not. I feel like this always happens. Like I always bring up adultery because it's the scary one, and the fact that it makes people mad is exactly why I bring it up. Right. <clears throat> but that's what happens. One time. Clearly, it's the other guy. <clears throat> if you're not in the church, uh-huh. non-Christian, you see it on paper, who's, who's the guy you might hire again more? The guy who committed adultery. So here's the conversation that I had, right? And, and I'm not saying you would do – I, I – Please hear my heart. I love 
restoration. I think it's biblical, and it's mm-hmm. the. I don't ever think anyone is disqualified. I hate right. that term. I know. I you don't do. think it. I don't think it exists unless someone is an unrepentant, uh, a pastor who is unrepentant about teaching heresy and false biblical teachings. Right, like mm-hmm. the gospel. That's what I see in scripture. That other than that, yes, there's consequences. Yes, sometimes you got to go through a process. All that stuff. I get it. Right. But that's mainly for the person's healing and so that they get over that. Right. Isn't it crazy, though? I mean, to me, dude, this was the most ludicrous, absurd thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Not that the guy, again, I'm I'm happy for him and I'm glad and I believe Absolutely. in him. Absolutely, yeah. That's and cool. I don't believe in a moment or even a year of, of doing wrong means that's someone's heart. But good golly, doesn't that show the absurdity of our culture and Christianity that right. one we would say they're disqualified forever, and another would be like, "Oh, he's back! Yay!" You know, and the guy had like three hundred comments congratulating him. Wow! Now picture a pastor that gets on and says, "Hi, everyone! You know, I did this, and I'm back at a new church, and it only been a, it been a year." Yeah. Um, in the same community, by the way, in the same community. That's pretty wild, man. Um, again, please hear me. You know, in case someone puts together, I I think it's beautiful and I love it. Yeah, but dude. boy, I think there's something wrong. Like, and that led Tim and I into the discussion in general about how we have these things in Christianity that are the way things are supposed to be mm-hmm. in the cult, but aren't necessarily spelled out in Scripture. They're just man-made ways to handle situations, and we apply it. So, for instance, someone comes up in a church and says, "And I and says, be a pastor, okay? Or they have a position, yeah." I'm going to make people mad. And I'm not saying this is what I wouldn't do, but let's, you know, someone comes up, this guy that we made up, he goes, hey, I messed up. I did this. Okay. First thing is usually he's fired, right? That's the first thing that happens. Yeah. Not even if, and I'm not saying that's wrong necessarily, but where does it say that? When you, you know, you got a guy that's repentant in general, in general, and mm-hmm. maybe he's not a pastor. Okay. That that's, I do think pastors, there's a standard yes. for leaders that is, that scripture says is high, you know, <clears throat> higher. Everyone should aspire to, but not everyone will be. I yeah. get that. But it doesn't even have to be a pastor. It could be anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting how we we just, I don't know, man. We just, we. I truly believe we limit the Holy Spirit's ability to redeem and transform people's sure. situations. And That's- it's so easy for us. And I think this is what God meant when, he's, when he says things like, judge not lest you be judged, forgive so you're forgiven. It's not that we shouldn't call sin a sin and there are consequences. It's like you got to understand that people do things that aren't who they are. Yes. Right? I mean, how many times in your life do you do things even now that aren't oh, who you really are? Absolutely, dude. But we don't – but we've created these rankings mm-hmm. of systems, Right. So say you got, you know, in the same situation, you have a pastor who commits adultery, he's immediately fired. Now you have a pastor who, <clears throat> let's say he's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. but he manages it. Yep. Now, I know sometimes that's, maybe he yells and emotionally abuses his wife, but that's okay, because she doesn't complain and he doesn't complain, but people know it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm making this up. I'm not seeing this happen. Yeah, it's not based and on pastors, I, I say pastor too, because that messes with people's heads, but really it's anybody in our church, right? Sure. Our, the way we view each other. And I, isn't it funny that the first thing people are going to probably say... That are watching this that, how dare he? He's trying to minimize sin. Dude, chill out. Yeah. Nobody's trying to do that. Nobody's well, trying to do that. It's funny because, well, it's funny because already you're right. There's people out there that are like, well, he's trying to minimize sin. But really, you're all minimizing sin. 
in some in some capacity. You're just determining because which ones. you're putting levels on it. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why in this in the story you're telling, they're looking at all these things this guy did, and they're thinking, oh, okay, well that's not as bad as that one. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> when that's absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Right. When society, <laughs> when the world, honestly. And again, I think that's cool to to point, but as long as they looked at it the same way for the other guy, but they don't. And the they is us individuals as our hearts, you know? Yes. Think about that. Cause I had to think about it. Right. Yes. Like, um, and you know, people are going to point out the verses. They say other sins are different because sexual sin takes place inside your body. And I mean, there's a thing about profaning the temple of your body and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I get it. But I still think we're taking something out of context. Like, I don't know. I, I always point to sex cause that's the, that's the one that the church just yeah. we hammer. But, but it's not even about that. It's not about minimizing the sin of the guy who's in adultery. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of my story. No. The point of my story is to say, isn't it interesting? Like, if you're listening, which one did your mind automatically say was worse? Mm-hmm. And why is that? And then, all, wild, you know, man. you think about, you know, since we started this church years ago, we've, we've come into situations where it's like, okay, I know how we should handle it based on what church culture says. Right. But how, but is that biblical? So, you know, there's, I'm trying to, there's scenarios, right? Like, I just don't live there, man. I, I think it's, it's hard without going to specifics. I hope it makes sense what I'm saying. Um, overall, it's just, I'm really fascinated by how much of our humanness minimizes the radical call of mercy, grace, and forgiveness that Jesus preaches. Mm. That's so good, man. Because Jesus never says anyone is too far gone. You're right. But so often when someone has a big fall or a sin, and dude, I'm part of that. I could tell my story mm-hmm. of what happened to me, you know, seven years ago. And as soon as they do something, they are gone. And I'll tell you what it is. It's because people judge, they immediately judge their heart and motives. I, I, it's been ever since what happened, you know, and if you want to know my story, you can go uh, listen on our uh, webpage, www.theremnant.life. Uh, in archive sermons, there's a sermon called Broken Cart. If you go listen mm-hmm. to that, it explains it. I'm not going to talk about it here, but go yeah. listen to that. It tells my story. Um, Great message. Thanks, man. Hor- really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think what I learned, I thought I knew what grace was until I had to live through that. Right. And I'm not, I'm not a victim. I never say I am. Mm-hmm. But I do think it opened my eyes to the fact that there are people that do foolish things. And I know this much. There are believers that do foolish things. Jesus said, I will never let go of one of these you've given to me. He mm-hmm. said that in his prayer to God. Why do we let go of them? Mm, truth. Why do I ever let go? It makes me want to cry. Why would, I, why would I ever let go of you? Like, you know, if it's you. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever put a limit on how much I love you or how much I'm willing to forgive you or how much I'm willing to walk through with you? It's true, man. Because the world tells me to. <laughs> You know, right. I'm just so the absurdity of a Christianity. And what, what I mean by that is the classical definition, how, how we've created this weird cartoonish thing where we follow some of it and we don't others. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, man, I just think we're missing the point. I agree. You can offer grace without lowering the standard of holiness. Yes. And I think so, people are so afraid that we're going to end up lowering the standard of holiness because there are people that do that we end up, we'd rather not forgive than lower the standard. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think that's the choice. The choice is not lowering the standard. The choice is, will you help them? Will yep. you 
stay with them? Will mm-hmm. you walk with them through the ugliest things? And I'm telling you guys, the whole world listening, pastors that may listen to this, because I know a couple do, brothers, like, what would happen if we really just didn't care what, if I didn't care what other leaders thought of the way I handled the situation, how radical would I be in my grace? Because mm-hmm. the real truth is what I found out over the years is, take Bob and Tom, I'm going to make their names up. Bob they both Bob. do something wrong. Okay. okay. They both I'll say commit adultery just because we brought that up. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it because Bob and Tom's true heart is going to there. It will show in how they walk out the restoration process. Yeah. One guy, you know, they're both given the same path. Let's say, okay, okay. We want you to go to counseling. We want you to step back for a while. We want to take care of you. We want to heal you. And Bob continues to go and walks through it and deals with the shame and the embarrassment that is going to naturally come. And Tom says, screw this, and starts to you know, demonize the church and say he's been victimized and walks away. Yeah. They end up showing their heart themselves. Does that make sense in the, mm-hmm. in the response to it? So why do we try to hurry the process instead of trusting the process? If Bob and Tom have the Holy Spirit, it's going to show as they walk out the process. That's so good, man. I think you're right. I think we don't, we don't give that time. We just, we just, I don't know, man, we built, I guess we... Like you said, we assume intentions in their heart That's all it. the time. That is it. All the time. And yeah. it's funny, man. And, you know, I think this is interesting. I think this is, you know, I'm trying to think of how to word this correctly because I'm trying to get my point across. But I think this is something that in our church, the remnant, I think this is something we struggle with in the sense of, you know, I think we're really, we're pretty radical when it comes to walking life out with others. But I think we still so often, you know, as people, we we do the same thing all the time. And I think we get, and we get so angry. A lot of our people, they get so mad at people, you know, and I think they, it's because they assume their heart and they assume their intentions, but they make it seem like they're being radical by sticking with them. But look at your attitude while you're doing it. You're, you're not, not helping them. You're not loving you're not helping. doing it. You're doing you're it like a taskmaster. Yes. Yeah. You're doing it like it's off. Of, like I checked this off. And I didn't like it. I'm loving you by whipping you. Yes. Into shape. Essentially. I think, I think again, I think it's cool that we try to walk out life with others. I'm proud of our church for doing that, but it's just the way we go about it. Sometimes it's similar, but we don't want to face that. I think a lot of people don't, they think, well, other places don't. Well, yeah, they get trapped in the same thing, right? They're like, it's the same thing. It's just, it looks different. Uh Uh-huh. And you know, again, that's not me hating the church. It's not me hating no. Christianity. And like I'm guilty too. I don't want to be that guy. And I want to be. I'm going to tell you this. Everyone in this in the world, all you guys listening, we are one moment away. Yep. From falling into something that we wish we hadn't. We're one moment 100%. away. We're one second from taking our eyes off Jesus for just a second yep. to making a sin that is a huge mistake. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, sometimes the only thing that has protected some of you is opportunity. And when you check your heart and realize who am I to say what I would do in a situation that another person's in that I've never been in, that's what Jesus is saying was like, hey, make sure to take the log out of your own eye. Yep. You know, before you look at the speck in the other. It's not about minimizing the speck in the other person. Nope. Right? It's still there. He yep. says, you can tell him it's there, but you need to make sure that that you're seeing that in yourself. And that's good. You know, I'm ashamed that there are times after everything I went through, I still can do that. You know, we have to, yeah, you're right on, man. So I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I also get, but I get confused because if you were to live that out, mm-hmm. you're by, I think a lot of mainstream Christianity, you're going to be called 
false. All because you're not following the man-made rules that someone said of how you're supposed to handle something. Yeah. And I think, I wonder sometimes if that's part of carrying the cross. You know, mm. 3,000 people followed him when he said, were with him. Who knows? Thousands were with him when he said this verse. You know, narrow is the way to life and few will find it. Right? And that it wasn't to, those were people who were essentially his disciples calling themselves at the time. Yep. You know, but guess what? <laughs> they weren't all that way. Mm-mm. And I don't know. The, uh, the numbers dwindled it kept quickly. Dwindling. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, they can all look the same till the end. And mm-hmm. I just want to be one of the ones that he says, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. You know, when he separates the sheep and the goats, I want my heart to be to where I'm with the sheep when he says, you know, it's a beautiful verse, Matthew 25, I believe, when he says, hey, well done. Um because you visited me when I was in prison. You fed me when I was hungry. You clothed me when I was naked. And they said, God, when did we do that for you? He said, when you did that for one of the least of these, you did it for me. And that's who I want to be, you know. It doesn't say, he doesn't go, you judged me and you hit me when I you know, sinned and you threw me aside and you made sure that no appearance of, of filth was around. And It doesn't say that, mm-hmm. man. And I get it. I'm, I'm a big proponent, you know this, of I don't ever want to dilute the truth. The standard should never change. Yep. But we have to have grace in the pursuit of the standard. That's right. You and, have to. And mercy and love. So I don't know. Just That's where, where I've been. Sorry for that, guys. I, don't apologize. Good stuff, man. I love it. Good thoughts. Good conversation. What do you guys think about that? Do you see that ever? Do you have any? I love when people interact with us. Give us comments, yeah. thoughts. Even if you're listening on... Um, the podcast, you can you can actually give us your thoughts at www.theremnant.life slash real-talk, or you can right. go to our social media page on Facebook and YouTube and drop a comment below. But we love interacting with you guys. <clears throat> you can find, uh, on if you're listening through a podcast, you can find our Real Talk web series um, at the Remnant Church mm-hmm. Whitley County's website. So just type in the Remnant Church of Whitley County to pull up, and we put that out every week. Oh, but yeah. we'd love to interact with you guys and, and get your thoughts on that. Yes. Thanks for putting up with that. <laughs> so, answer a few questions. Sure, I'll start. Okay. This isn't, well, kind of a question. <clears throat> hey, Clint, fun turn, Clint. You get mentioned here, buddy. Remnant dudes, remnant dude guys, back. Thanks, brother or sister. Remnant dudes, totally awesome. Episode one hundred. I think you're onto something with snowflakes. People are so easily offended. Mention the four letter word work. They totally freak out. <laughs> you dudes mentioned focus on Jesus. I think that's the key. Keep up the good work, Todd and AJ. Shout out to behind the scenes, Clint. And good job on your guys' work on P90X, Clint. <clears throat> nice. Because we had mentioned that last week. That's right. That's awesome, man. So, hey, people love you, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's, that was a nice flick. Thank you so much, uh, Remnant Dude Guy. Remnant Dude Guy. We appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you, man. You've been Faith constantly, ex- absolutely. So much encouragement. Lift us up a lot. Yeah. So, I appreciate it. You're up, home. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. What does the term playing church, and that was air quotes, mean? I have heard this by several church people of different denominations, and I'm just confused. For example, and this is quote, we need to stop playing church and be serious, end quote. This is why I, pastor speaking, get so mad when others want to play church. Um, I, so they're saying like another pastor said that, and they're kind of wondering what that I means. I believe so. Yeah, so playing church... Typically, the the what people mean by that is when you are giving the appearance 
of Christianity, like in the church walls. But as soon as you walk out, you drop the mask and go back to living like mm-hmm. normal life. So do you talk the talk but not walk the walk? That's, good That's how I'd put it. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys. Is that what your thoughts are? Yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely say that. You know, you did a, one, one of the most impactful sermons you did when I was first starting to come around to the remnant was it was called Paper Christian. Same concept. Mm-hmm. You know, everything on, you know, you can write everything down of what you're supposed to be doing and you can look at that and say, oh, I do that. But as soon as, but you, you crumple it up and throw it over your shoulder as soon as you're walking out the door. So it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I think Christians need to change what they're consuming, such as dark music, TV, social media, and porn. Is it asking too much to consume more of God? <laughs> I love this question because it's, it's like a loaded one. Like, Clearly, I would definitely say it is not asking too much. You know, I think that especially if you're a Christian out there, you're a believer, you know, if you're constantly consuming all these things and you know, and you know, it's not helping you, you need to stop. You know, that's, that's one thing that I, I have to constantly remind myself of with, they, they, like I said, like even like music, for example, dark music, you know, you know, it, whether you can or cannot handle something. And if you can't, you got to make a change. And honestly, I love the, I love that they're saying, Hey, why don't you take that you know, get rid of it and why don't you focus on God? I definitely think that's not asking too much. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I, weird timing. So one of the, in the conversation with Tim, too, yesterday we were having a talk in mm-hmm. about how it can be hard. Um, let's say you're tempted, right, in mm-hmm. general, uh, but to watch certain things or be on social media. And everybody, and that's normal. The world says it's normal. Yep. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's what everyone does. And so, you know, you're not really... Even so, then even the church sometimes it can dilute it. Like it's not really wrong, it's not really too bad, you know. And so let's say music, for instance. Right. Well, I have freedom; I can do this. And without being honest with yourself or even prayerful about, it, does it have an effect on you? So, mm-hmm. I think you're right on. If if it says, make a little analogy here. You know, the Bible says, "Man does not live on bread alone, but by the very word of God." If that means we live on the word of God as our bread, you know, then it would stand to reason. That if we consume things that aren't healthy, it's going to have an effect on us, mm. right? That good. isn't going to be healthy. So good, good stuff. Um, let's see. This is an interesting one. It says, "What do you tend to put your identity in other than God?" That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. They're really trying to make us be really transparent. I know this transparency, big one. I hate to admit this. Mm-hmm. So. You know how I would say that people overall, I don't tend, this has been hard to admit even right now. I'm mm-hmm. kind of having to admit this to myself lately. I don't really care what people think. Yeah. Okay. But I do when it comes to the church. Yeah. So like Todd himself, I don't really care if you have some problem, but if someone says something negative or thinks something negative about me and my role at this church, yeah. I allow that to di- like that can be an identity thing because I never want to reflect poorly on you guys. Yeah. And I, so that's in a weird way, it can really mess with me. And if I'm not careful, I can find myself wanting to play it safe so that I look the part rather than continue to do what I do. So sometimes mm. I guess my identity would be in, in that, like trying to earn people thinking I'm good enough to do what I'm doing. Mm. Probably because I don't feel good enough. Does yeah. that make sense? Yep. Makes sense to sometimes. me. Sometimes. Yeah. What about you? Um, 
<laughs> I would definitely say that I put a lot of my identity when I'm not putting my identity in God. I'm definitely putting my identity in who I used to be. Ooh, dude, that, I might and, that's, and that's why I and that's why that's, I look, that's why I view myself so poorly so often. Dang it! <laughs> I think you put it. That's probably what mine is too. It's just a different way to put yep. it. Like I just you know if I'm not focusing on God, I'm focusing on you know that old, the old man. And when I'm focusing on the old man who I used to be, it's just not healthy, man. I always look at myself as like you know you're not good enough. You're never gonna make you know you, you know the fact that you are where you are doesn't make any sense, and you know it. <laughs> And but it's they I when, when I'm in a bad place I mean it, I mean that in a bad way because you can that can sound good but and it is good because it does make sense but when I'm in a when I'm not putting my identity in God that's me saying it doesn't make any sense that you're here and you don't deserve to be here mm-hmm. you know and and, and just oh, it's just terrible so that's definitely mine for sure. It's good good question. What about you guys? If you're listening and you feel led to share, what's something you can put your identity in? I'd love to hear it. Hmm. Um, might encourage someone else. Uh, this says, I'm a good person. I don't cuss or drink. I give $5 to Salvation Army once a year. Should that get me into heaven? <laughs> I feel like this is, yeah. This, is, this one almost sounds, and, and if you're watching and if you're serious, I'm sorry, but it sounds like you're almost like sarcastic with this one. Yeah, Which I think they're honest. trying to make a point. But. Yes. Um, no, it doesn't mean you should go to heaven. You know, it's all about your heart. You know, mm-hmm. It sounds like, you know, how this question is worded is you're saying that I do these things and I check them off the list and that should get me into heaven. Like, that's not how it works. You know, you got to honestly, the only thing that gets you into heaven is your true relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. It says that the Bible says that our best works are filthy rags compared to the holiness yep. of God. And so we can never bridge the gap to the standard yep. without Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible makes it very clear. Jesus himself, he said this and we have to deal with that. He's not going to change the message. We have to change when we hear the message, mm-hmm. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one will come to the Father except through me. Yep. Makes me think of James, too. I know James talks about, I always get it mixed around, but he says, is it is it work, work works without faith is dead, right? Or is it, or is it flipped? Yeah, he, he makes the point that faith will show itself in your works. So right. you'll do good things, but the things don't save you. That's right. You do the things because you are saved. There you go. And um, so, yeah. You know, the Bible makes that really clear. The beautiful thing is, is that Jesus will meet the standard for us, but we can't do it on our own. Mm. Doesn't matter if nope. it's $5 or a million dollars you give once a year. That's right. Can't it, do it. Me of, it also reminds me of the, the lady who gives, you know, a penny compared to the other ones who wants her to give way more, and she was more faithful than they were. Mm. So, um, what did the disciples ask Jesus to teach them? I have a feeling they're thinking of a specific story, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> in the Bible, so I don't know what specific one they're thinking of. Yeah, but I think overall, um, you know, they asked, "How do we have life? Yeah, you know, where do we, how do we how do we be with God? How do we become? How do we get into the kingdom?" That's good. And I think Jesus was telling them. That's that's what I love too. Is like because I know they ask him, and I I don't know they I don't know if they ask him several times. I'm gonna guess they do, but yeah. they always ask like like how you know like what leads to eternal life? How do I get there? What you are know, we gonna do ask. in the kingdom? What's it gonna yep. be like? Yeah, that's good. All right, what do you run from? Ooh, um, another good one, man. It's kind of Coming tied to the identity one. Yes, um, I think I run from my gifts sometimes. Um. Because I'm scared of them. <laughs> um, I think I 
I run from I run from my 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 feelings because I don't because I'm not good at processing them, so I just try not to a lot of the time. Um, I guess this kind of ties into the first thing I said, but I think I kind of run away from commitment sometimes hmm. just because I'm scared of the responsibility of it and the pressure that brings. And so it's really the, transparent. dude. Yeah, man. I think that those are the ones I can immediately think of. I'm sure there's more, but that's what, that's what I can think of right now. Uh, I would say the same with commitment. I yeah. think I run from the mirror sometimes cause I don't mm. want to see because I, I can let my own view myself sometimes okay not all the time guys so but sometimes i can let my view of myself i don't i'm afraid it's going to match what i see in myself yeah um i run from god sometimes when i Mm, that's good when i do stupid things because i'm afraid of him and i have to force myself (laughs) to remember that you know his truth is as true in the in the scary moments as they are in the good Mm, so that's good well, I don't know if that helps. Absolutely, man. That's probably it. How long are we running here? Fun turn? Because we might have to wrap it up here. I'm going to guess 50. Oh, yeah, we definitely tried. <laughs> it was a good episode today, man. I'm very thankful for this. Yeah, man, it was really good. Good questions, too, man. It made me think for a second, which is yeah. good. God, it's good to open my brain. If you guys, uh, and, and if you didn't get your question answered, we have a stack here. He's still got some. Oh, yeah. Um, we still have some others, I think, queued up. So keep sending them in. We will answer them. If they can get answered and maybe you think we missed you, just send the same question in. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's possible that it definitely goes in, but it's possible that maybe it didn't, you know, we missed it when we were going through mm-hmm. them. So go ahead and send it again. We really love to hear your thoughts and questions. Absolutely. Um, if you have thoughts, not even questions about something we said or viewpoint, you can send it in using that link too. It's really anonymous. We couldn't find you. That's right. If we tried. We have. Yep. <laughs> Anything you want to say, buddy? Uh, thank you guys so much, man. What a cool journey. And just... uh you know, all the questions we've got to answer over the, you know, couple years we've been doing this and just being able to form a ministry out of what just started as just an idea. It's so cool. You know, and it shows that God works with what you, you know, God, God works with, you know, what little faith you put in him and what, you know, when you just take a step sometimes. So, you know, you guys are part of that. You know, you guys are always taking a step of faith every single time you guys decide to share this like it, comment on it. You guys are all part of this. So appreciate you guys for going on this wild ride with us. Man, 101 episodes. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I love you. Yeah, I don't have much else to say to that. Uh, love you, man. Appreciate love you, you too. a lot. Love you, Clint. Appreciate you, brother. Love you, So dude. thankful for you guys. Sometimes I get even the thought of not being with you guys or not being in a relationship with you guys can make me sad. So that, tell, that means I, I care because otherwise I just don't make connection with people. So I appreciate you guys a lot. Uh those watching, we love you. Thanks for being part of the Pod Squad. Pod Squad. The the Book Nook family. Book Nook family. Anyway, the Tubes, Boog, uh, Jews, I don't know. Thank you, guys. Rude, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for being a part of our uh, our family here. Yes. Um, hey, let you guys know we do go live for Real Talk every Thursday, so we'll be here on Thursday at 8.30 p.m. 8.30. Uh, where we interact with you guys live. We do some funny segments, some fun stuff. We give away prizes. It's a good time, so come hang out with us. Uh, if this blessed you in any way after you watch this, would you share it maybe on a social media? And even putting a little quote or a question or something you liked about it as you share it gets people to be more interested in looking at it than just even sharing it. So That's right. thank you so much for those of you who support. We love your likes and comments and uh, give us a rating on um, our podcast platform if you could. Absolutely. Or the likes and shares on social media. Mm-hmm. We really, really do appreciate you guys. 
Um, you can follow us at the Remnant Church of Whitley County if you're on YouTube or that's right. Uh, Facebook. Heck, we got a TikTok. So, I was about to say, speaking of social media, guys, we do have a TikTok now. I believe if you just type in Remnant Church CC, you'll find us, as well as Twitter. We have a Twitter now. Wow. So if you guys are on Twitter, you can give us a follow. Same thing, Remnant Church CC. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, <laughs> he said, oh, boy. Hey, I love <laughs> you guys. Please keep praying for us. Uh, pray for protection and just pray for guys to continue to guide us. If you're out there and you, you're intrigued by this Christian thing, but you don't know... You know, it's not for you. You don't know anything about it. You think you don't know enough. You don't have to know everything. You just got to know this much. And mm-hmm. God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you and that you can have life today if you put your faith in him. Mm-hmm. The Bible says you confess with your lips and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, pretty much. You will be raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you will, yeah, and he was raised from the dead. You will be raised from the dead someday. You'll have eternal life, and, um, yeah, you'll be saved. Mm-hmm. Just a bit. Hope you guys have a great day. We love you, appreciate you, and God bless you.